0: Welcome to the Lab Rats Podcast. You are now entering the maze. So how did your first uh, CrossFit Open workout go? 21.1. Not as good as I had hoped. <laughs> so for people that don't know, CrossFit does like an annual competition and a lot of crossfit gyms participate just internally they they do the wor- the workouts uh, that are part of the competition it's called the open and then everyone does it so everyone does the same workout and so this one was a combination of double unders which is like jump rope but you how do you describe a double under you do yeah you jump once and then the 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 rope goes around twice with one jump right and then something called wall walks where you basically start in a push-up position, walk your feet up backwards on a wall up into a no handstand position and then back down. And it's like, I don't know how many reps there were, but it was, I didn't finish the workout. We had 15 minutes to do it and I didn't get through it. I only got a uh, 13 wall walks into the round of 15. Okay. It's better how than far did you get. <laughs> I got into six, six
1: wall walks in that round. I did not like that workout at all. And not because I didn't do good, but like it was just. Like I like workouts and most CrossFit, CrossFit workouts, you can kind of just like, just grind away. And like, if you just like push through the pain, you can get through it. But with this workout, there's really no pushing through the pain. Like with wall walks, once your shoulders are fatigued, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you can't push through it because you're, you're upside down. If you push through it, you're going (laughs) to collapse on your head or like jack up your shoulder or wrist. It's really hard. It was a hard workout to like go fast
0: in and it was a hard workout to just like just to push through the pain. Yeah, it's it's not like a cardio thing where it's like, oh, I'm tired, but I can keep going. Once your muscles give out, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And then with the the double unders, um,
1: I'm usually pretty good at those, but I just kept tripping up and like same same thing there. You can't just go fast. Like if you keep tripping up, you have to just kind of like take a deep breath and just go at it again. You can't just like rush through it. So. It was just like, I don't know. It was just kind of
0: a slow, boring workout, in my opinion. But Yeah. We'll, we'll see what the next one is. The next one gets announced tomorrow night, I think. Yeah. So they don't tell you before. They basically, you find out the night before. So you don't have time to, like, train and prep for it. You just have to go do it. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, I ended up having to do it on Monday, which was th- two days ago. So I'm pretty... Uh, I'm hurting from Soulers it. Shoulders are still sore. Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, funeral this past weekend, unexpected, unexpectedly in Ohio for my wife's grandma, and that was actually kind of part of what inspired this episode. So this is going to be a a very different episode than normal, more of a existential episode, I guess you could say. I, and I I understand this may not be for everyone. But this concept that we're going to talk about today is something that has really impacted us on a personal level. So we wanted to share it. It's meant to be inspiring, not depressing, but starting out, it's going to sound very morbid and depressing. So just beware, uh, just hear us out. So a few weeks ago, I wrote an article called memento mori, remember, you must die. That's what the Latin phrase means. And I talked about the importance of reflecting on our own mortality and the positive benefits of doing that on a regular basis. It's a pretty long article. I'm guessing most people listening to this, I didn't read it. We sent it out via our newsletter um, and not a lot of people like to sit down and read through something like that. I understand. But in there, I talked about my own personal experience with, with losing uh, an old high school friend and how it impacted my life. And kind of over the past few weeks, I've encountered a couple more deaths, some expected, some unexpected. So, like I said, this past weekend, I attended a funeral for my wife's grandmother. That was was kind of expected. I mean, it it happened quickly, um, but it, you know, it's still sad that anytime you lose a loved one. And I guess just a quick note on her. I didn't I didn't know her super well, but she was very very sweet lady. She sent me a birthday card every year like since I started dating Katie and even though I was like one of 60 70 family members she remembered what I did for work would always ask me about my life very very lovely woman um so RIP but uh, a a few weeks ago on the same note uh, a member of my church group passed away unexpectedly at age 35 leaving behind a a a wife and a two-year-old daughter uh, really solid guy, talented musician, loving dad and husband. Uh, and, and that one was, was very unexpected. Uh, that one shocked me. Like I said, I, I warned you that this would start depressing, but it'll get better, I promise. So, so all that is to say is that these past few weeks, I've had a lot of, of existential thoughts, I guess, about life and mortality. And this all happened after I wrote my article on, uh, on reflecting on your mortality, this memento mori concept that we're going to talk about today we weren't really planning on doing a whole episode on this, but uh, the article got a lot of good feedback and just given the death that I'm sure a lot of people have encountered over the past year, I thought it would be appropriate to do a full episode on this. So, yeah. And I guess just before diving into that, like quick note
1: on like, I guess a mental health disclaimer here, don't take what we're saying here as like mental health advice or therapeutic advice especially if you're somebody who does suffer with depression, anxiety, or any other mental health condition. Like if those are things you struggle with, like maybe turn this episode off, it might not be the best thing because it does initially sound like a, a morbid depressing episode. Again, we're going to take a, a good, a, a, a positive look at it. But in the event you do struggle from that, maybe not the best um, episode for you to listen to. Um, for, for many people, this idea is simply something we can do to encourage us to live a more virtuous life um which is what we want to focus on but it's certainly probably not a mindset that every single person should take so just that disclaimer before Mm -hmm. we we dive into things here but like you said andy memento mori latin term for remember you will die and this is it's a it's a philosophy that's been around for for thousands of years it's not new it's it's an old latin term it's been around for a long long time but it's kind of been uh reintroduced into modern the modern world mainly through uh, Ryan Holiday he he does a lot of writing around stoic philosophy and he's kind of repopularized stoic thinking and one of the stoic philosophies stoic thinking is this idea of memento mori and one quote he has here that i think kind of just like strikes the nail on the head is that about about this philosophy he says Uh, meditating on your mortality is only depressing if you miss the point. It is, in fact, a tool to create priority and meaning. It's a tool that generations have used to to create real perspective and urgency, to treat our time as a gift and not waste it on the trivial and vain. Death doesn't make life pointless, but rather purposeful. Mm -hmm. Now, I think one of the, the scariest things for most people is that they come to the end of their life and and they're laying on their deathbed and they have some type of regret and and not necessarily regrets of things that they have done. But I think most people are scared of having regrets of things that they didn't do, things they failed to do, didn't didn't try to do. I think that's one of kind of the biggest fears for people in the back of their mind. Like, am I going to come to the end of my life and be like, what did I do? Like, did I do anything purposeful with my life? So that's the whole idea of Remember you will die. It's to imagine yourself on your deathbed and think if I were to die today, what would I regret not having done? That could be, why didn't I quit the job I hated and try something? Or why did I not try to reach out to person X in my family and try to rekindle that relationship? Why didn't I fill in the blank for whatever that is for you? So the beauty of this thought process is that we don't have to be on our deathbed to project the things we'll regret. We can think about it right now and take action right now. But I think one of the, the 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 problems with modern society and the reason we've lost sight of this thinking, like this is a, not many people talk about this. It's not something people think about and talk about often in modern society. And I think there's two main reasons for that. One is that we're such a distracted society. We are we have so many things going in our life you know with the nine to five work schedule that's fairly new within the past hundred years with family life friends entertainment con- like endless entertainment from social media to Netflix to news we are always filling our time with something like there even when we used to have snippets of time that were le- we were left with our thoughts like driving in your car Or going to the bathroom, like we used to have little snippets where we had time to just sit back and think. Even those are gone. Like Mm -hmm. when we're driving, we have a podcast on. When we're going to the bathroom, for 20 seconds, we pull out our phone and start scrolling. Like there is no time where we just sit and think. Um, And we just have where our minds are so distracted and constantly being fed content. And I think that's one reason we don't think about like, we don't give ourselves the time to stop and evaluate what we're actually doing with our lives. Like, why am I going to this job every day? Why am I working out? Why am I eating what I'm eating? Like, we don't question those things. We just are kind of on autopilot. Yeah.
0: And and I think those kind of questions can be uncomfortable, too, because mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you may not like the answer. And it does, on on first glance, it sounds very depressing to think about death or to think about what what you may have left unfinished. Mm -hmm. Um, And we only further ourselves from that when we continue to ignore it. Yeah, it's much easier to
1: instead of thinking like, you know, should I should I make steps in my life to get out of this job and do something that I actually want to do? It's so much easier just to sit to continue that job and sit on the couch after work and just watch Netflix. That's much easier. It's much more comforting. It's, it's hard to face the fact like, am, is what I'm doing important? Like, should I continue this or should I make hard steps that get me out of this, this life that I'm living?
0: Yeah. And I think we always assume that we're going to have tomorrow. That's kind of the whole mm-hmm. point of this, this yeah. memento mori yeah. is we assume that we're going to have tomorrow, the next day, the next day, 10 years, 50 years to, to fulfill this legacy. We're going to have, you know. 50, 60 years till death, um, especially in you know, people mm-hmm. in the health community. It's all, you know, I'm going to live later. I have a long time to figure this out. Um, but we, we don't know if if that's the case. You know, death may not be as as far as we think.
1: Yeah. And with like just thinking about death, I think that's another, another reason um, we've lost sight of this. Like in modern society, we don't face death very often. It's something, especially in like, tw- I mean, aside from COVID and the pandemic, death is not something before that we really thought about very often. Like we don't experience death like we used to. Um, In fact, with like the popularization of things like video games and and Hollywood entertainment, we sort of downplay death. We see it as something pretty insignificant because we probably see depictions of some type of death on a daily basis with just the type of content that is out there and, and popular. Yet I think we're still more distant from the reality of death than any other time in history. I mean, like the food we eat is, you know, animal products. It's just neatly packaged food. It's ready to consume. We're no longer involved in that process of getting that food, uh, with war, like the average citizen isn't worried about being involved with war. There's no immediate concern for, uh, about like a famine or anything like that. Even when we, when our pet dies, we're not even involved in the, the burial process. Like every part of death has kind of been pushed away from, from life in 2021. And that's not, that's not necessarily like, like those things that we don't have around anymore. That's great. Like the fact right. that we don't have to be scared about war, about famine, like that's good. We shouldn't like, I'm, I'm glad we're going in that direction. Um. But it's provided most people with this this comfortable life without the thought of death at all, resulting in us living our whole lives as if we'll never die. And then we end up wasting the whole our whole life.
0: Yeah. And I th- I mean, I think this past year with covid that I mean, people have thought about it more, um, but it's still it's still something that's very scary. I, I think I mean, look nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to see friends and family die. Um, but I think there is a positive aspect to reflecting on death that a lot of people don't consider. And that's this idea of memento mori, but before we get into that and kind of how that concept has changed my daily thought process, I want to talk about personal experience I had with death, which I talked about in the article. Um, So about two years ago, almost two years ago exactly on March 4th, 2019, uh, I opened my Facebook and found out that one of my high school friends had died unexpectedly in a helicopter accident. At age 29, he had a pregnant wife, five-year-old son, was just thriving in life. I don't want to like misconstrue our, our friendship. I mean, he wasn't someone I hung out with like every single day. We generally had different friend groups, but we got together from time to time and he kind of took me under his wing when I was looking for colleges because he was a year ahead of me. Um, I visited his college and he, he toured me around um, and he and I had, had kind of lost touch after high school, but I was always able to see what he was up to on Instagram and Facebook. So I was always aware of what was happening in his life. I think he actually used social media for good in that way. He was happily married with a son He was a foster parent. He, I think he owned a a political PR firm. That was like his day job. He and his wife ran a nonprofit on the side that helped uh, foster parents. Uh, The organization is called Families Together. It's based in Denver, Colorado area. I think if you just type in Families Together, Colorado, you'll find it, Uh, but he loved traveling, reading, and just, he loved people. And when he passed away, it was just so eye-opening to see the life that he lived. I mean, I saw it every day on Facebook, but it wasn't until I just saw this, like, huge outpouring of people to see, like, what a legacy he left behind. Uh, He live-streamed his funeral. Actually, I I went out to Colorado. I flew out to Colorado. And then his funeral got, like, postponed because of a snowstorm. So I was, like, Mm -hmm. flew out there was there for like 24 hours and then flew back and didn't even get to go wow. to the funeral. But anyway, they, they live streamed it a few days later. And I mean, like thousands of people attended, a uh, bunch of people raised money for his wife and his son. I mean, it was literally hours of people, his family, friends, coworkers, his employees, people in the community that he'd worked with in the past, like old childhood friends, people that got up there and talked about how much he had an impact on their life. And I've just never seen such a perfect reflection of a life well lived. Um, everybody shared about how he had such an impact on their life in just the short 29 years that he lived. Yeah, something just like uh, something that came to mind through through
1: this experience for him. It, it wasn't like like yeah, he did a lot of great things with it with his career, like no question. But most of it was like who he was as a as an individual, as a person. Not look what he created, look what he made. It was. Like he treated me this way and he was this type of person. It wasn't, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what stood out to me for, through that experience.
0: Yeah. It wasn't all these things that he did. It's how he treated people. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. he took me aside and he he gave me this opportunity or he shared this piece of advice with me or he gave me this encouragement or he listened to me, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and And it wasn't, he didn't do those things because he had some disease and he knew he only had a few years left to live. I know that he did not expect to die at age 29. He was on a helicopter with friends. Like, he expected to come back. And that the way he lived wasn't, you know, because he was expecting some sort of death or illness. It was because that's just who he was. Um, and he was able to create that in just the, you know, the short 29 years he was alive. And so that, you know, that moment was was pretty impactful for me i never known anyone personally who had died that young i had lost all my grandparents um but this was very different it was someone my age a similar stage of life um and you know all of a sudden he was just gone like this guy i saw on social media every day just living life to the fullest passionate happy family just gone and uh it, re- it really is a strange feeling I'm sure if, if you've ever lost anyone just like looking at a picture of him it's 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 strange just knowing that like that's the end of it. Um, and for him, it was just at age twenty-nine. And it got it was like for the first time in my life, I started thinking about my own mortality. I asked the question, like, man, what if that was me? Like, and I think about like what were his last thoughts? You know, he kissed his wife goodbye, his son goodbye, expected to come back a few days later, and he never came back. Like, what what if I kissed Katie goodbye on my way out the door to the grocery store and I got in a fatal car accident on the way home? Like what if that was the end? I mean that that's a very real possibility. It happens all the time. And like I knew, you know, I know someday I'll die, but the possibility of it happening so young never really occurred to me. It always seems like this thing that's like way out in in the distant future. But I mean, it was this experience that really kind of changed changed my life. Um, I, I took a serious look at like how I was spending my time. I looked at my daily actions. And I asked myself, like, is this how I really want to spend my last days? You know, you start you start thinking back on on just like how you spend your days. And it's kind of a wake up call, like the amount of time that I, I waste on Netflix or scrolling through Facebook or just spend energy on things that don't matter is really incredible. So I started really looking at those things and um, just trying to be more intentional with my time and my relationship. So watching net, let, less Netflix. Um volunteering more, spending more intentional time with my wife. I'm trying to promote generosity in, in the work that I do. And again, this isn't meant to be a pat on the back for myself, because I could always do better. But all that is to say is that this concept of memento mori, like that active decision to just dwell on your your death is actually a a very beautiful, transformative, life changing experience. It makes you realize just how incredibly precious each moment of life is I, and i keep being reminded of this not only of kyle a couple of years ago but like the the guy from my my church group that just passed away um you know katie's grandma well that was a little more expected it's just it's a reminder that death is inevitable we're all going to die and as much as i i would like to think that you know i can biohack my body and become immortal like it's just not going to happen whether i die tomorrow or at 120 um, I'm gonna die, but I think that thinking about that doesn't have to be this depressing thing. It can be like a really inspiring thing, and that's what I've discovered over the, over the past couple of years. Like to, taking a moment to reflect on that on on the idea that I am gonna die someday makes me want to be a better human today. Makes me want to treat people better, value you know the people that are important to me, and just live a, a virtuous life.
1: Yeah, no, I I think a lot of people have in the past year like exactly a lot of people have shifted their thoughts on this but my fear and i think what typically happens is that people realize death is possible and it it's very common when people around them start getting sick and dying like we've seen this year but you know in 2 years from now when covid's a thing in the past or at least a thing that's not as significant as it is now people will likely just go back to living to how they were before with, without thinking about the possibility of death mm-hmm. being imminent once again. So and we're not saying this is something you should like ponder and think about like all throughout the day, but like have reminders. like a reminder in, you know in the morning at night, a, a little reminder like what if I what if I die tomorrow? What if mm-hmm. what if I have a month left to live? What if you know this person I know has a year left to live? and just those little reminders here and there really do impact your your day-to-day decisions how you think about things, how you live. Um, it, yeah, it, it really has a massive impact on, on every aspect of your life. But mm-hmm. some of the specific benefits, I think one of them is obviously – I think it promotes gratitude. And we did an entire episode on gratitude, which pairs great with this episode. So if you haven't listened to that, highly recommend it. It's one of our earlier episodes, I think episode four or five. But one thing – that we talk about in there is this concept of negative visualization. And this is where you essentially similar to this, you, you visualize the potential of a tragic event happening in your life. So for example, visualize if I drove home from work today and the entire house was burned to the ground, like what if it was just gone when I drove home today and the purpose of this thinking, the purpose of putting this thought in your head is to to make you thankful for something that you've grown accustomed to or to make you thankful for something that you've taken for granted like maybe that morning you woke up and you were complaining about the carpet or you you wanted to you you wished you had a bigger house or you were complaining about something in your home then you go to work come home and it's just stripped away it's taken from you like you're not getting that back having those thoughts really really shifts your perspective when you start to complain about something because when you think about it in the grand scheme of things the things you complain about are often extremely minuscule or smaller they're they're, they're not worth your your time and in the end you're thankful for what you have if you did not have that if you lost it from a sudden tragedy you you would be thankful for what you have so Mm -hmm. this concept of, of negative visualization is essentially what memento mori is it's what if this was taken away from me tomorrow? You're going to be much more thankful for what you have. So I, th- I think it it really has a massive impact on 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 your day to day things and taking everything, um, just being thankful for everything that you have.
0: Yeah, no, gratitude is huge. It's just like waking up in the morning, and just being thankful. Like I have an opportunity to be alive today, to breathe, to you have an opportunity to tell the people in your lives, what you, what they mean to you. You know, you have another opportunity today to, um, to laugh, smile, you know, hug somebody like 150,000 people won't have that opportunity tomorrow. But when you wake up, it's like you have that opportunity. So I think gra- gratitude is huge. One thing that I've really noticed is ju- is something that I mentioned earlier. And that's just like living a more virtuous life. I think thinking about this concept of, of life being finite and and today being, potentially being my last day really puts every thought, word and action into perspective. And I try to do this from time to time, but like, think about like the last words you spoke to your spouse or your child or a family member, maybe an estranged family member or an estranged friend, you know, a, a an enemy, um, or even just like a coworker or friend, like those could have been your last words to that person. And I think the same goes for digital communication. That last email or text you sent could be something that your loved ones read when they're going through your phone after you pass away. Now I'm not saying that in every interaction you should act like you're about to die, but the idea that your death could be sooner than you expect I think really promotes intentionality with every word. I think it challenges us to it challenges us to build something that that we'd be proud to leave behind, uh, to leave a legacy of virtue, you know, a, a life of of love, kindness, generosity, care and, and respect for others. I think it's really natural to assume that we're going to have until we're at least 80 or or maybe even 90 to build this legacy. And that's when we're, we're, we'll really build something worth, worth remembering. Uh, that's when we'll get our lives in order. When we have money, when we have more time, um, when I smooth things over with, with these other people, that, that's when, when I'll get things figured out. Problem is like, you may not have that time. I, I do those things too. I say, okay, you know, yeah, a few years down the road, you know, I'll get that figured out. Or, you know, once, once things calm down, I'll, I'll get better about calling old friends. I may not have that time. We may only have one more week or one more day before your legacy is set in stone. So this concept is, has taught me to to just think about putting putting the finishing touches on my life today and every day from here on out. Like using every day, every opportunity to that I have to uh, to leave a legacy of of virtue and kindness because it, it may be my last chance, and it's not living in
1: fear like that's not what we're trying to say here I, I, it's not this constant fear like oh what if like what if something happens like i need to leave everything like everything has to be exactly how i'd want it to be like
0: it's it's just living in, intentional yeah no i i see what you're saying it's not it's not yeah it's not like living in fear as if like as if okay i'm gonna die tomorrow i have to have every relationship perfect every day i have to basically say goodbye to this person. I don't, I don't think it's that way. I think it's just like being thoughtful about how you're interacting with people and how you're spending your time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think another one of the the benefits of this is it does help us focus on on things that we control, things in our life that we actually have control over. Because in, in the grand scheme of things, there are very few things that we can actually step in and that we have full control over that's very very few things in the grand scheme of things and focusing on momento mori helps us realize the things that we specifically can't control so you know the whole idea here is that life is is very delicate and even if you take every step to live healthy like we talk about this all the time like living a a long longevity life like living till one twenty. But no matter – I mean, you could take all the right steps, but at any moment, it can be taken away. If And we don't have control over when, it, when it's taken away. But what we can control is how to use the time that we have, the time that we're given. Like, we have time right here, right now. How do we use that time? Like, we do have control over that. Um, one of my favorite – this made me think about uh, one of my favorite – theatrical moments or quotes of all time is is in the fellowship of the ring when Frodo and Gandalf are talking in the minds of Moria Frodo asks Gandalf he says um, or he, he says to Gandalf I, I wish the ring had never come to me I wish none of this had ever happened hmm. and then Gandalf responds by saying you know so do all who live through such hard times but that's not for them to decide in other words, in other words, that's not something that they can control. If something bad happens to you, you can't control that. Then he goes on to say and says that all that we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us and mm-hmm. such a powerful scene, such a powerful message. We're all given an allocated amount of time on this earth of which we have no clue what that is. We don't know what that duration is, nor do we control the duration, but we can control how we spend that time that we have. So. Just yeah. make it makes you um, very intentional, makes you live very intentional about every minute, every hour, every day that you have and how you're spending that time.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's one of my favorite moments uh, in all of film as well. Uh, it's a good reminder. One one thing that I do to remind myself, we posted it on Instagram. It's it's a, a coin put out by thedailystoic.com. It's a memento mori. Coin. I guess if you're watching on video, you can see, or if you're just listening, you've probably saw it on Instagram. It's a coin on the front side, it says Memento Mori. And then on the back side, it says you could leave life right now. And so I have this sitting on my desk and at least once a day I just glance down at it. And I don't set, you know, set aside a bunch of time to contemplate it, but it's just a reminder, a a quick reminder especially when I'm like in a conversation, uh, like a a Zoom call or a phone call, it's a reminder that, hey, this could be my last interaction with this person. And uh, this happened, I was on the phone. uh, I was on the phone with somebody. I think it was, it might've been Spectrum um, going on about something, some bill. And I was like getting frustrated. The person wasn't being very, very helpful. And I was just, I was just ticked off. And then I looked down at this and I was thinking to myself, do I really want this to be my last conversation? Like, mm-hmm. is this the last thing I want to say to this person, this, you know, this stranger? And I, was, I wasn't I was like being mean. I was just, <laughs> I was frustrated. <laughs> um, like, okay, do I really want to to act that way? And it just made me kind of calm, be more peaceful, more patient, more understanding. And I've, I just found that like that, that little reminder um, makes makes all the difference. And just taking a few seconds and just thinking... This could be my last day. Uh, am I living it to the fullest? And you know, another another way to look at this, a couple questions I think you could ask yourself if you want to make this a daily practice, or maybe maybe it's something you do once a week or once a month, but I think just on a regular basis, it's something important to reflect on. A couple questions you can ask yourself. This is a good one for the morning. If I knew today would be my last day, how would I think, act, and speak? What would I do differently? And then at the end of the day, or at the end of the week, you can ask yourself, uh, like, if I were to fall asleep right now and never wake up, die to my sleep, what would have been left incomplete? Like, What would I wish I would have done differently this day? And those things, I think you, you can look at those and think that it's very morbid, or you can look at those and, and be inspired by you know, the opportunity that you have to, to live out your life purpose today. Um, And every day that that you wake up and you're still alive because not everybody has that opportunity. Yeah, I think having something like
1: that, a little token is is a great reminder. I know some people put like quotes on their phone, but in my experience, you usually just stop looking at those quotes on your phone after a day or a week or so. You get used to it, but having like a small token, keeping it in your pocket or keeping it on your desk to look at. um, Yeah, once a day is a great reminder.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, this is gonna sound really, really depressing, but like every once in a while, another reminder for me. it's just like I'll go to um, my friend, my friend who passed away a couple of years ago. Just like I'll go to look at his Facebook page, or you know, his wife still posts pictures of him, and I kind of just look at that and take a moment and, and pause, and it just mm-hmm. as a reminder that I could die at any moment. And as morbid as it sounds, it's truly a humbling experience. Like it's it's inspiring. It's uh, it's, it's almost invigorating and it really truly makes me want to become the best version of myself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully this wasn't too <laughs> depressing for everyone. I know this is a very different topic, um, and, and it may be a little out there for some people, but, uh, it's, it's something that it has truly changed, um, our lives, which is why we wanted to share it, it makes us want to live, um, live better every day. Not saying that we do that successfully, we fail every day, but um, this is just something that has really impacted us um, on, on a personal, uh, spiritual, existential level. So I wanted to share that with you. Hope you all got something out of it. If you do want to like read through um, the article version of this, you can go to our website, labratspodcast.com, um, where I, I did a write-up of kind of this whole thing. And you can see uh, a picture of of the coin that I was referring to there. Anything else? I think
1: that's all. Um, if you guys have not already subscribed to our Rat Pack newsletter, we have a weekly email that just gives episode updates. And then we have a monthly email with some of our favorite quotes of the week or of the month, some product recommendations. We talk about our, our article that our monthly article that we write all kinds of good stuff in there. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Hope you guys have a great week.